Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Thank you for tuning in to episode number 16 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Spicer. Today, we are discussing the difference between being exceptional at your trade or profession and running a business well, because those are two very different things. So today, I am joined back with Katina Peters. How's it going? Good. How are you doing today, Megan? I'm doing well. We're going to release this podcast about mid-January, so I know it's a busy time of year as we wrap up year-end and all that good stuff. Yep, always a a little bit of a storm uh, before the end of the year, so. Yeah, (laughs) but we're we're making it through, but we thought that this was going to be an important topic to talk about because we work with a lot of professionals that this comes up a lot, right? Right, especially in, in uh, growing businesses. It's a very common uh, situation that uh, business owners end up in. Yeah, and so can we, you speak a little bit to the industries that we work in and why we see such a, a difference between what they've been trained in versus more of the business world? Um, sure, yeah. So we primarily focus on uh, service-based businesses. Um, so we look at uh, things like legal, dental, healthcare, IT, um, construction, those kinds of things. And in those uh, you know, professions, it takes skilled technicians to be involved in performing the actual service. So because of that circumstance, you know, it leads into whoever's maybe starting the business is that skilled technician, um, but maybe they don't know a whole lot about actually running a business in total. So we're going to go into a little bit more of some of those considerations and things, but we tend to run into that quite a bit in the service-based business arena. Yeah. And I think one of the important things that we want to discuss today is it's not even possible to know everything about business because you go to business school to learn about business. You know, like if I tried to be a dentist today, that would not turn out very well for anybody. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's just not possible to, to know how to do everything. You go to school to learn a trade, you know, become an electrician or whatever it may be you're going to be amazing at that, but you need that support of someone that has that background in marketing or in, you know, accounting or whatever else it may be on the business side to help you push forward if you, if that's what you want in your business. Yeah. I mean, to your point, I mean, schooling and training, whether it's, um, you know, getting a degree or it's, uh, you know, training under someone else or what have you. I mean, it's all primarily focused on the technical aspects of performing the tasks of whatever that profession is. There, There might be some you know, minor education in some business aspects. But again, you as a professional are going to be really good at what you went to school for, what you've worked in, what you've been trained to do. Um, and that's been your primary focus. So that's a very normal thing. And, um, you know, again, like you said, you can't know everything about everything. I don't know how to be a dentist. I don't know how to run a construction job, <laughs> you know, those kinds of 
Um, so uh, that's very normal. But as business owners and as businesses grow, you need to take on kind of a different look at the business in a different perspective and stand back in a little bit different way than just doing the technical work of the business. So, you know, today we just wanted to kind of shed a little bit of light on that and the experience that, you know, we've come across in all the businesses that we've worked with and kind of give some guidance on the different phases that uh, businesses can go through or tend to go through and how those can be approached in a little bit different fashion. Great. And there's a couple different ways that you can find someone to run that side of the business too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as we get into kind of taking a look at all of this, I mean, um, just a couple of quick things is, you know, delegating as the business grows internally. um, Generally, there are some outsourcing availabilities too, depending on the type of business that you're in and how you want to structure. But, you know, delegating is a big one. And then, like we said, outsourcing and uh, just going through those processes. And a lot of it, again, comes back to that strategic plan and kind of stepping back and looking at your business and what it needs and where you're at. But you want to be making sure that you're taking full advantage of leveraging those kinds of things. So I'd like to kind of go a little bit into a book that I felt really spoke a lot to this particular topic called The E-Myth. So that's something we're just going to kind of give a broad stroking view over that because it lays it out well as to what happens, you know, when technicians start businesses, basically, and how how that progresses forward. So I thought it was a great kind of structure uh, framework to kind of go over this topic. Um, So I thought we should maybe jump into that and and go through kind of how they define it and talk about it a little bit in that book. Okay, that sounds great. And we'll link to this book in the show notes for this episode too. You can find the show notes at pjscpas.com forward slash 16. And uh, we'll link to, you know, either the Amazon link or, you know, somewhere that you can find that book as well. Great. So, you know, just kind of getting into what they describe in here. So basically the e-myth is is basically the myth that businesses are started by just entrepreneurs and people that are, are just looking to start a business, which is not typically the case, especially in the service-based business. Typically what happens is it's a technician who's really good at what they do, you know, enjoys their work, et cetera, and decides they want to start their own business and stop working for someone else for various types of reasons. But that's a much more typical um, in service-based industries of how a business gets started. It's not somebody who's just wanting to be a business owner and starting something. It's typically a technician deciding to strike out on their own. So, you know, the EMIF goes through and talks a little bit about that and how that how things uh, progress in that manner. And it defines as infancy, adolescence, and maturity, kind of the phases that businesses go through. And regardless of how the business is started, it they all go through these phases. So Mm -hmm. whether it's that technician starting a business or not, they all have the infancy phase when they're first starting out, adolescence phase and the maturity phase. Um, We'll talk a little bit about some of the things that come into play in each uh, phase of those, of each phase of business as it's growing. Okay. So. So starting off in the infancy, as far as that goes, it's kind of more of the technician's space. You know, typically, again, especially service-based businesses, the owner of the business is the primary person providing the service. They're dealing with the clients, customers, going out and doing the work, et cetera, because you're a small business, typically aren't hiring somebody right off the get-go to perform all those services. Mm -hmm. You're doing it on your own until you start to grow. 
And then you get into a level of more of an adolescence phase where now the business and the demand of the business has grown beyond what you can really perform all the work for. So you can't necessarily do every single uh, client job that's out there, every single construction job that's out there, et cetera, or every dental patient that's coming in the door because it grows beyond your capacity as one person to be able to do that. So that's when you start kind of getting really, really busy as a business owner, trying to keep all the balls in the air, so to speak. And you start to realize that you need some you need some help if you're going to continue to grow the business. And that requires becoming a manager, right? Some people have experience doing that. Others do not. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit different mindset. Um, you need to figure out how to become that manager. What kinds of things do you need to be doing when you delegate? What's the best method of delegating and checking to make sure the work is getting done until you can build a really good rapport and trust with whoever it is you decide to hire? You know, So you're kind of going through all these processes now of getting people involved in, and overseeing the work and stretching you know, that in that way. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the adolescence phase when you start to kind of hit that. And then, you know, you're going into later on as you progress forward, you're going into more of a maturity phase. So we have like, again, just going back the infancy, the technician phase, adolescence, kind of the more of the managerial phase where you're, you're becoming the manager. And then once you grow even beyond that, at some point, you're going to hit a maturity phase and and, and you just don't hit it. You have to strive for it, I guess. <laughs> That's right. better because this is not this this all takes planning and work to to get there and in that you know maturity phase you're kind of being you're you're going beyond your comfort zone typically or you need to be going beyond your comfort zone typically to really make this business continue to grow and you're now in more of an entrepreneurial perspective you want to be head up looking forward looking for opportunities looking for the next thing you need to be doing you know not necessarily doing all the work you need to be driving the business itself forward and so you know one commentary on this book, uh, somebody that put the commentary together um, said, uh, a person who launches his business as a mature company must also go through infancy and adolescence, simply goes through them in an entirely different way. It's perspective that makes a difference. So taking that more entrepreneurial perspective, even before you hit the maturity phase, um, will help. And and when you look at it from an entrepreneurial perspective, it's like, well, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> that means that you're looking at the business as a business, not as performing services. Okay. Uh, okay. So you're looking ahead. You're looking at what your structure needs to be down the line. You're looking at how to strive to get there. You're looking at, you know, those kinds of things. You're not just looking at how do I perform this service? And yes, in the infancy, you're going to be likely doing that too, <laughs> but you need to. Right future vision in mind so that you're always kind of coming at it from that entrepreneurial perspective, um, because that's what really is going to drive the business forward and get you to where you want to go with your business. Okay. So it's interesting as, as you move through these phases of business or business ownership, you almost get pulled out of that technician position of actually being the person performing the services too, right? You have to kind of let go of that control and other people are going to be the ones starting to do that as you kind of step back and you're leading everyone else and the vision of the company forward. You're not the one actually doing that trade or whatever it is anymore. 
Right. Or at least not 100% of your time or the bulk of your time. Um, you know, so it kind of depends on the business and where it, where everything's at. And it depends a little bit on you. Um, you also, as, as a person, want to make sure that you're fulfilling yourself and what you want to do. And, you know, you're not just getting mired in things you hate. Right. Um, so there's different ways to design that. Um, there's different things to delegate so that you can, you know, be able to still be involved in the things you really love to do, even if that's on the technical side, but also make sure that you're spending that time, you know, with your head up, looking mm-hmm. where the business is going and putting that in place. But yes, typically you're going to have to, you, you know, you can't spend 80% of your time doing the technical work and expect that your business is just going to continue to thrive and grow and add people and all those kinds of things. There's going to be some work involved in doing that. So you do have to be to start working much more on your business rather than in your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to talk about that just a little bit, dive into that, because as I'm listening to it, you know, there's probably a reason that you got into that trade. You enjoy doing dentistry. You enjoy, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. So as your business grows, you're happy that you're being, you know, your business is successful and that you're able to help this many more people and all of that. But the work that you originally enjoyed doing starts to kind of, you know, it becomes less and less. So how do you, are there strategies that you can incorporate to continue doing that stuff that, you know, you're in that flow and you enjoy while also working on the business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to how you uh, build your infrastructure, how you build your team. So, you know, you're definitely going to need to have some time, like I said, available to working on the business, but you will structure different things. Like maybe you hire a controller to really oversee a lot of the administrative things and report back to you regularly so you know what's going on. But you don't have to make sure all the bills are getting out the door, make sure that all the payments are happening, make sure payroll's going on, you know, those kinds of things. I mean, do you have the ultimate responsibility? obviously it's a business owner and you always want to keep your finger on it to an extent but you can build a really good infrastructure and a really good team underneath you to just high levelly make sure that things are happening without having to be in it you know a majority of your time to make sure things are happening right so that's yeah. one example of how you can do it for sure so if you hate paying bills you don't have to necessarily be the one right. sitting there working on it for hours every week. I think only accountants like to do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I certainly would not raise my hand if that question was asked. So. For sure. So turning the focus a little bit again to, you know, working on the business and some of the things that you need to be doing is you need to be thinking about, you know, what is your infrastructure like need to look like again, like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. So building that, you know, kind of futuristic ideal organizational chart and starting to fill in the bits and pieces of what that needs to look like. And then building really good processes and procedures, especially um, obviously if you're a great technician who started a business, you probably have some really great process and procedures that you just naturally do. Mm-hmm. But you want to go through the process of of documenting that, building a training system around it, having c- kind of some controls around how to make sure that the, the people that you're hiring to also service your clients or customers, patients, etc., that they're operating in similar capacities. Um, everybody's going to obviously have a little bit of difference. You don't want to like control them, you know, so they don't feel like they can move. But, right. but you want to kind of lay that foundation down so that your customers, patients, et cetera, are getting that same level of service and care that they expected from you. So they still want to continue to come back, even if you may not be the person that they're meeting with any longer, that they're happy and their their needs are being fulfilled. So it's important to have those processes and procedures in place from the 
technical side and then also from the administrative side. Again, like we were talking about, you know, how are we paying payables? How are we paying payroll? How are these things getting done and making sure that those are reporting back process to the owner or leader of the business so that they can keep a pulse on what's going on. Okay. And in doing, you know, all of this, um, again, there's outsource options that can happen if you're maybe don't quite have the budget to hire somebody full time in house. There can be some good cost effective ways to outsource some of those kinds of things. Can also look at uh, again, you know, getting an advisor involved to help you with how to go about structuring this, how to go about laying things out. You know, get somebody advisor mentor, somebody that's kind of been through it. There's no sense recreating the wheel. There's tons of experience and information out there that you can you know rely on as well. So I think that's a ideal thing to do as a business owner is to have you know someone you can talk to, bounce things off of, have that sounding board available, especially somebody that's, you know, been through these kinds of things before. That's a really good idea too, because they can help you figure out what's the next best step for yourself. Yeah. And an important topic here is it may seem like a bit of an investment up front, but you have to consider the amount of time, stress, energy, money potentially on, you know, maybe creating a process that doesn't work that you don't know won't work because you don't see what's ahead five steps. So if you have someone that's been through all of this, it can ultimately pay you back tenfold. (laughs) You know, you just have to kind of look at that cost analysis of what am I looking at investing as far as my time over the next year or three years to implement these processes versus finding someone that's done this and, you know, maybe they can put it together in six months or, you know, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's always that that balance between, you know, looking at uh, the money or the investment of well, investment of time or money uh, in both directions. You got to look at those. And a lot of times uh, we've, you know, and gone through these analysis with clients and usually the business owner is much more efficient and effective and, and can produce a lot more revenue, can push the company forward, et cetera, if they're really focused on those kinds of things and they're not focused on some of the mm-hmm. nitty gritty details that can be handled, you know, again, by somebody else. So yes, there is an investment in building that infrastructure and it takes a little bit of time to pay dividends, but it's usually a lot faster than you would think. It does take some time though to, to get the right people in place. You do, you know, have to filter through and, and find the right person that matches the role that you're looking for and getting through those processes and procedures. But again, like anything, you know, it takes that investment to come back around and pay those dividends out. And that's, that's truly, again, that's going back to the entrepreneur mindset. You know, if you're that entrepreneur, you're looking at how do I build this business? How do I build it the best way? How do I get there faster? Those kinds of things. So kind of stepping into that. um, And that's all, Mm -hmm. you know, balanceable. uh, But again, that's, you're going to, realize down the line, if you don't do that, it's going to be a lot more headache and potentially cost even more money later than if you do it up front and you're methodically putting things in place as you go. And it's it's a much more comfortable way to do it as well, less mm-hmm. stressful. Yeah. Yeah. That allocation of time is really important because we've talked to some professionals too. You know, we keep coming back to dentists, but they're a good example, you know, where they can produce twelve to $1,500 an hour and they're sitting there spending two or three hours a week on bills. And it's like, well, why, why are you doing that? You know, but taking a step back and realizing you don't have to do it all yourself. And there's smarter ways to go about structuring these things so that you can spend more time with your kids or, you know, you can invest that time into seeing more patients and 
creating more revenue for the business or things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, as we get, you know, into some of these conversations, not that they're totally technical in nature, but I also want us to to just remember, uh, you know, why we're looking to do this. Because as advisors and as just just in doing this podcast, we want people to glean stuff that they can make their lives better. They can make their businesses better. They can make their businesses run more smoothly so that just their lives are less stressful. They can spend more time with their family. They can do those kinds of things. So, you know, so again, you know, that's our whole goal behind this. And so just keeping kind of your why in place and in check and remembering, you know, what's going on with regards to that. That's really, you know, our focus and our goal to help people get you know, to that balance and that happier place uh, in their life and more fulfilled. Yeah. And that's a really good lead into our next point of being happier, because as we were putting this outline together, I know you had brought up the E-Myth, and that's a book that I've seen on several business book lists and one that I've been meaning to read for a while, but it starts to get overwhelming when you start looking at all of the the books that you can read, all of the management advice. There's so much information about leadership and running a business well and and all of that. So I know you had some insight that we were talking about just on our own, just you and I, that I thought was good to incorporate into this episode because it's just, it's overwhelming and it's hard to take away what you need and want at the time that will serve you and not stress you out. Yeah. 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 And I I was, uh, as we were talking before, um, I was of a very similar, you know, perspective when I was reading certain business books and being a business owner and, and I would read the book and just find myself just being overwhelmed and getting upset and feeling like I wasn't doing enough, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess, just honestly. Um, And I found that Part of that, I think, was maybe a little uh, agent experience involved. Um, This was probably about 10 years ago, and I've been through different experiences, but I've also done um, a bit more work on my own personal growth and those kinds of things. But what I've found that now I can pick up those same books and read them from a different perspective. And I think that we need to make sure that we're, you know, always just being kind to ourselves and you know, we don't have to do everything that it says in the book. We need to remember that. We need to glean what information we can out of it, what fits into our lives and our way of doing things. And it's always good to just have more information, but we don't want to necessarily, like we shouldn't be necessarily comparing ourselves to somebody else in life and what they're doing and how great they're doing and those kinds of things. We need to always just make ourselves better. Um, that's the same thing with these books, right? We don't need to say, oh, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. I mean, it's good to look at those things and say, oh, this is something I could really implement. And, you know, maybe we read it again in a couple of years and find something else. But I think the best thing that you can do is just read it, absorb the information, pick out the things that you think are most important that you could be learning and doing out of those things and just gaining that different perspective. So, um, so yeah, I think maybe a lot of people feel that way. Um, you know, obviously I did at one point and I feel, you know, better now. And hopefully that will also kind of just trickle down just hearing somebody say that, that we, I've been there. I understand, you know, how people feel in that. Um, but also knowing that we want to still, you know, do these things read these books, you know, get our minds around things, get more ideas, but to know that we don't necessarily have to take every single thing and feel like we have to do that in a 24 hour time span. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's a big part of what we try to incorporate here. And with 
our clients and something that we want to communicate in this podcast is, yes, we want that successful business. Yes, we want that growth. But we also want peace of mind and to be happy and to not be completely stressed out at the expense of everything else, you know? So I, I think that's an important point and we want to drive that home <laughs> with with everybody listening is we want to give you all this information and to, you know, give some, maybe some different ways to, of looking at things or something that you may, could maybe incorporate, but don't let it stress you out to the point that you think that you have to do all of these things right. today and you're failing if you're not. <laughs> Right. And I think, you know, one of the things, too, is to, again, if you've got a mentor or a friend or somebody, you know, that that you can talk to at this level, um, that can really help, um, especially, you know, if you don't have any partners. But even if you do, just having somebody outside of their outside perspective, outside of the business. And and sometimes they can just give you some good ideas and they can help you just, you know, filter through some stuff. And, and it just helps sometimes just have somebody to to talk to about the things that you're concerned about in your business and in, in your life as far as how your business is affecting your life. So I think that's also really helpful. Perfect. Well, we, like we said, we're going to link to that book that we mentioned, the E-Myth in our show notes for this episode. Uh, and we also always like to give additional value, you know, something else that you can read up on or take something away from. So we want to bring up, I know we've mentioned it before, but our four ways to grow your business webinar, which you can get for free. And we provide that at pjscpas.com forward slash four dash ways. Uh, and you can sign up there and get, get our free webinar delivered right to you. Katina, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we wrap up today? Uh, no, not too much. I think just again, just stepping back and, and starting to take that entrepreneurial view of your business if you're not already there, because I think that really, again, just changes your perspective and that makes large shifts in where your business is going. Well, thank you again for joining us. That is all we have for you today. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.